Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Welcome to another podcast episode. I'm Ray, and this one is all about hygiene. <laughs> I used to have a friend called Jean, and it used to annoy her because I'd say, Hi, Jean, as one word. Anyway, I won't worry about that. How about the weather? I went out to the garden this morning. About uh, well, I wake up about half four. I was out in the garden about five, and it was fine. The sun was coming up. About half six, I think it was, or six o'clock, I went out to feed the squirrels and the rabbits and the birds and the tortoise and all the other animals we got out there. And listen to this, it was raining. Good grief, I thought, what is going on? Absolutely lashing down. We've had so many hot days recently that I just wasn't expecting that. I hadn't looked at the forecast. Anyway, how are you? Hope you're keeping well, enjoying the summer. How about Portugal? I just heard that holidays are there are cancelled. Is it they've got on the amber list or something? I don't know, I can't understand it all. So I really do feel for you if you were off to Portugal for a week or two, because it seems now you can't go. Our holiday is okay. Luckily, where we're, <laughs> where we're going, it's not on a, a red list, an amber list, blue, yellow, green, black or anything, because we're going to Somerset. Uh, for a week, well, five, you know, Monday to Friday type thing, which is great fun. We're going to have a look at Wookie Hole, the caves at Wookie Hole. Have you heard of that? Hooky Hole. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Funnily enough, we were saying the other day, we've never been there. Never, you've been to Somerset, never been to Wookie Hole. And we found some photos. We were going through old holiday photos. And there we are under a big notice saying Wookie Hole. So I don't quite know what happened there. We didn't do the caves. I think that was the thing. Now, do you remember those adverts on the telly? Was it from the 60s? It must have been, or, or the 70s? I can't remember. Where they'd say, P.O. Body odour. They were adverts for deodorant <laughs> to stop people smelling. And people did smell. I was asking my mother the other day. We went round to see her. And with this podcast episode in mind, I said to her, when did deodorant come in? And she said, oh, I can't remember. I mean, she was, how old is she? I've no idea. 86, I think. So when she was a child, I, I can't remember. I can't work out when she was born. Anyway, she said they used to use talcum powder. You know, put talcum powder under your arms and sprinkle it in your hair if your hair's greasy. But of course, or perfume, she said, some sort of scent or perfume. But that only really masks the odour, doesn't it? I was going to say smell, but that's a horrible word. It only masks it. And of course, after a while, it, it doesn't work. And she was saying that basically most people did smell. <laughs> I, I knew a chap. I knew a chap back in the 60s, 70s. He wore a, a nylon shirt. Now, my brother-in-law, Paul, he'll remember him. He was his best friend, actually. He was just a mate of mine. And he wore these nylon shirts. Do you remember the adverts? Uh, was it Brentford Nylons? They made shirts and pillowcases and sheets, everything they made out of nylon. Of course, nylon, unlike cotton, it doesn't let you breathe. And he'd wear a nice clean white shirt to the pub. We'd all meet in the pub at half seven or whenever. And he would, he'd walk in in this lovely clean shirt. And honestly, the smell. Some people don't wear deodorant. They think it's unmanly or something. I don't know why. I know one or two people like that. They won't de wear deodorant. Oh, no, I don't want deodorant. No, no, I'm a man. 
Of course, I don't wear deodorant. Well, I do. I wear, I put a lot of, <laughs> my wife laughs because I put like half a bottle on each, each arm of it. Oh dear. What a subject you're thinking. What was he talking about? Can't we talk about something nice? No, basically hygiene isn't just armpits. <laughs> um, it's all sorts of stuff. Now, my old nan, this is my mother's mother, she lived to, she was, I think she was 96, 97. And you know, she was never ill. How about that? She was never, well, not that any of us were aware of. I don't even remember her having a cold. There was never anything wrong with her. She was grossly overweight, I think most of her life. And her house in Sutton, in Surrey, we used to go up and visit her because we're down on the coast. We drive up to Sutton and visit her. And she had this little scullery type kitchen. And in there, I may have mentioned this before on some episode or other, there'd be a, like a, a chicken carcass thing. Oh, horrible. And there'd be blowflies all over it. And you know what flies do? Well, you know where they've been when they're out in the street. You know what they land on there. Then they come and land on the chicken and lay eggs. <laughs> and my nan's place was far from hygienic, to put it mildly. It was, it, to be honest, it was disgusting. And there's these blowflies all over. And she had this bowl of dripping. I remember that, a bowl of dripping. And there were flies on that. Now, they must have laid eggs and things. And yet, her, her husband, none of them were ever ill. How strange is that? It must have been that they built up their immune system. I, I think I've always said that it's good to be dirty. <laughs> no, I'll rephrase that. It's good to have some germs around. I mean, these days... Have a look in most people's bathrooms. There's a spray for the toilet, a spray for the shower, a spray for the taps, you know, a spray for the floor, a spray for this, a spray for that. There can't be any bacteria, germs or anything anywhere. The kitchen. Oh, there's a spray for the worktop. There's a spray for this. There's wipes for this and wipes for that. Some of the adverts you see, they're wiping a child's high chair, you know, the tray on the high chair. They're wiping that with special stuff washing powder or washing machine liquid or whatever it is you pour in the machine something you add I can't remember the advert but that kills 99.9 percent .9 of something or other so even your washing they, they do a before and after comparison don't they take out a t-shirt that's been washed put it supposedly under some special light that shows germs and there's all the bacteria but if you wash it if you do this stuff add this stuff to the washing machine it kills all those germs. Everything nowadays is like operating theatre, hygiene, cleanliness. Germs don't stand a chance. And I just don't think that's a good thing. Really, I don't. As children, you're told to wash your hands before you eat and stuff. Well, that's fair enough because you might have been playing out in the street or in the garden. That's OK. But it's all this spraying everything that I worry about. People aren't going to have a proper immune system. You know, if kids grow up in this spotless sort of environment without a germ in sight it's just not going to do them any good it can't it's interesting actually because I've said this to people and most people agree with me they've said oh yeah, yeah you need germs you need a bit of dirt <laughs> when you're growing up I mean, when I look back as a kid I was always out in the garden crawling around on the grass in the mud over the woods taking tadpoles and frogs and sticklebacks out of the pond you know, holding them in my hand and then going home, have you washed your hand? Yes, mum, I've washed my hands. I hadn't at all. I've been touching frog spawn and toads and frogs and then eat sandwiches. 
I used to eat earwigs, apparently, when I was very, very young. I used to find earwigs crawling along by the skirting board, so I'd eat them. It's rather odd, isn't it? Mind you, a lot of people say I am rather odd. <laughs> I don't eat earwigs now, by the way. I've grown out of eating earwigs. I've moved on to spiders. Talking of eating things, had a lovely pub lunch the other day. First time in, I reckon, getting on for two years. I worked it out, probably at least 18 months, if not two years, since I've had a pub lunch. We went to the Plough in Pycombe. Do you know, look, I'm always saying, aren't I? Look it up on the map. Pie as in P-Y-E, Coombe as in C-O-M-B-E, Pycombe. A little pub called the Plough. It's really nice. It's in an odd spot. I suppose once it was where there's a country lane. But now there's a big motorway and stuff. Well, not a motorway. It's a an A road or whatever. A23. Is it the A23? I can't remember. Yeah. Have a look on the map. It's really nice. We went there with uh, yeah, my wife and myself, mother-in-law, daughter and her husband. And it was great. We were there for over two hours. I made one mistake. My mother-in-law ordered pizza. Really nice looking. But it's a huge thing. She had a whole pizza <laughs> to herself. I ordered goat's cheese on toast. I, I misread the thing. I thought it said goat's cheese salad. Now, I don't mind goat's cheese. That's all, you know, all these Greek things and that. I don't mind those. They're quite nice. But this was goat's cheese somehow cooked or melted or whatever they did to it on toast with salad. It was all rather odd. I did eat it, but I kept eyeing up my mother-in-law's pizza. And in the end, she'd only had half of it. She said, oh, I can't eat any more. So I said, well, <laughs> Do you mind if I just try a slice? So I, I tried that and it was lovely, really nice. I couldn't have a beer with it because I was driving, so I had uh, Diet Coke. Don't ever have the Diet Coke stuff out of pumps because it's it comes from some sort of thick syrup and it's mixed with, I don't know, probably fizzy water or something as it comes up to the pump, you know, the tap. And I don't like it. I always have stuff out of bottles, whether it's Coke, orange juice or whatever, out of bottles. You can have beer straight from the pump. That is rather nice. I've just popped out into the garden for a spot of fresh air. I'm standing under the patio roof. You can hear the rain not uh, lashing down like it was before. It's rather nice. It's rather nice because the smell of the rain, everything's clean. It's washed away all the dust. I do like the, the countryside. I mean, not that I'm in the country at the moment, but just standing in the garden with all the, the bushes and the trees. I say trees, there's only a couple left. I can see a massive tree down there, absolutely beautiful. Then there's a fir tree a bit closer to us, which is nice. But I've just popped out here, a little bit of fresh air as a break from the podcast episode while I have a think and wait for the kettle to boil for a cup of coffee. Coffee on desk, raining hard still outside, but I'm fine in here. That's my new toy. I bought a little, what do they call it, a dictaphone thing, uh, a sort of portable little recorder. I almost said tape recorder. That's going back to the good old days, isn't it? Tape recorder. Do you remember when the first cassettes came out? Philips, it was. They made a cassette tape recorder. They were very expensive. I've got an idea. They were £23. Now, that was, I'm going back to the 60s, early 70s, I think, there. And I remember a friend of mine bought one. And he showed me and I thought, wow, you know, I wish I could have one. It was in a leather or leatherette case, uh, microphone, separate plug-in microphone, carrying strap. Everything had carrying straps in the old days. You know, whether it was a handbag, a cassette tape recorder. Do you remember the Ronson, <laughs> the Ronson hair dryers? 
you put a hood on your head, then there's a hose pipe, like a vacuum cleaner hose, going down to this hairdryer bit that is by your side, a carrying strap over your shoulder. So you'd have the, the mains lead, of course, plugged into the wall. But the, the lady, can I say lady? Sorry, the person drying their hair, <laughs> the human, was able to walk about. Although they had the lead plugged in, they were able to walk about to a certain extent while their hair was drying. I think it was, to be honest, more of a gimmick than anything else. But anyway, that's my new little recording device. Some of them are really nice. They're over £100, £120 or more. I would imagine professional ones are a couple of thousand. But this was £22. Now, the reason I got the very cheap one was just to, I don't know, try it out, see what it's like. I remember saying jokingly once, um, I might go out into the woods and record some cows mooing and pigs grunting and stuff for a bit of a background. And someone said, oh, no, no, they emailed me. They said, no, that'll be distracting. That probably is correct. It would be distracting if it's all the time. But I just thought that I'd, I'd just try it, pop outside now and then. This morning, which I meant to record and I forgot, was the dawn chorus. Oh, the birds out there. Fantastic. All chirping and tweeting together. That's before it was raining. And to be honest, it was only pure laziness that stopped me getting out of bed. This was about four o'clock and going out there with a the little recorder. But uh, tomorrow morning, I, I won't be lazy. I'll go and do that. Talking of rain, I remember as a child, back in the good old days, we used to have thunderstorms. Now, you get a really hot summer day. And by the time eight o'clock in the evening, something like that, nine o'clock in the evening, still daylight, dusk a little bit, there would be huge thunderstorms over the channel, over the sea. And I, I used to stand in the front garden and watch the lightning Loads of fork lightning coming down over the sea or over the downs, over the back of us, to the north of where we were. And that was a regular occurrence. And someone said the other day about thunderstorms. Um, funnily enough, it was about recording them because my father used to record them. He had an old Philips reel-to-reel tape recorder and he used to stick the, mic <laughs> the microphone out of the window on the window ledge outside. And then you hear, I remember one recording he did, it was fantastic. It was very quiet and still. Then the rain came and you could hear the rain lashing down and then rumbling in the in the distance, this rumbling thunder. And then suddenly this lightning strike not far from where we were and this huge crash of thunder. Absolutely fantastic. I've always loved storms. In fact, I went to live in North Wales once, only for three months, uh, Llan Didno, is that, if anyone's Welsh listening, they'll say, oh goodness me, come on. It's not Landidno, is it? It's Llandidno. <laughs> I spit all over the microphone. No, I didn't. And I went up the Great Orm. Now, again, look on the map, look for the Great Orm. I think there's the Little Orm, is it? And the Great Orm. And this thunderstorm is almost overhead. And uh, I went up to the top of the Great Orm. I drove up there, got out of the car, and my hair stood on end. It was the static. It was actually a pretty stupid thing to do because I could have been struck by lightning. It was a silly thing to do. My hair was literally all up on end and I could feel this tingling all over. It was the static. I, I reckon it was about to strike. Anyway, I got in the car and I drove down from the Great Orm. Uh, I'd never driven so fast in all my life. <laughs> went flying. I think it was about 10, 11 o'clock at night. I went flying down there in the car um, there were lightning strikes. I don't know. I couldn't see behind me whether it had actually 
struck the top of the of the great orb. But uh, that was a pretty stupid thing to do. If that had struck me, is it is that right? Struck, striked? No, it's struck, isn't it? If that had stricked me, <laughs> oh dear, I'd have blown my head off. Talking to my head, something very worrying. Yes, was it yesterday or the day before? I felt a bit strange. I was trying to update something on on the computer on the website, and I forgot how to do it. And I just thought, well, I'm going mad. You know, this is crazy. What am I doing? So I had a break, came back about 20 minutes later, and I couldn't do it. I, I was thinking, what am I doing? How, how do I do this? I wanted to upload a video to YouTube and then link to it from the website. And I couldn't do it. And for two or three hours, my head was funny. And my wife said to me, well, what about the grandchildren's names? You know, mention their names. And, you know, several of them, I forgot their names. And she said, what's the date? So I knew the date. Well, no, actually, I didn't. I got that wrong. And she asked me several questions and I couldn't think. And uh, she was saying, you ever had a, a mini stroke of you or something? I thought, blimey, stone the crows. <laughs> I don't, it's not funny, is it? So I looked it up, as you do online. Is it Dr. Google or something? And it said, uh, you know, either you're mental. I thought, well, I'm not mental. No, it said about Alzheimer's and onset of that and dementia. And um, in the end, it said, I thought, well, delirium. Look that up on the map, <laughs> on the map. Delirium, where it's sort of temporary, sudden and temporary loss of things. Anyway, after about three hours, I was fine again. And I seemed to be OK today. So I don't know what that was. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, really, because it, it could have been something serious. But I was quite worried, actually, at the time. Going back to the pub lunch. I drove there only a few miles and I noticed how busy the roads are now. Uh, I suppose it's as we're coming out of lockdown, people are getting out and about. The roads were really busy. We've got the A27 or the seafront road you can come back on. So I thought, well, I'd do the seafront, you know, down from Pycombe to the coast, straight along the seafront. That was a nightmare. Anyway, that's nothing to do with hygiene. So there was this chap at school. I never forget his name. I won't mention it case he's listening but his fingernails were always black it, it's like he'd put them in dirty oil you know scraped dirty oil and his hands seemed to be clean I think he must have washed his hands but his fingernails were absolutely black so he grew up <laughs> probably with loads of germs mind you I remember eating a sandwich once um, I think I got my first car I lived at home I'd been working on the engine and my mum said, uh, oh, there's a sandwich, you know, call me in for lunch. And I went in and I just wiped my hands on my overalls, you see, and started eating this sandwich. She said, oh, you'll get ill, there's all germs. And I said, no, no, it's old engine oil. Mark off the engine, there's no germs in it. And she said, yeah, but it might be something chucked up off the road. You know, you've driven through something unmentionable, it's splattered up. <laughs> all over the engine then you wipe your hands on your overalls and eat your sandwich and that did stick in my mind a bit after that I thought yeah perhaps it's not just germ-free old engine oil it might be other stuff in there as well talking of which do you remember in the old days you drive along in your car at night in the summer and the next day you look at the car look at the headlights and all the front the bonnet the radiator grill covered in dead insects used to see them in the headlights at night driving along a country lane. There'd be moths and flies and insects and goodness knows what flying around. You don't see any of it anymore. The other evening I thought of this, we were out, got back late, 
driving well, it wasn't exactly a country lane, but we, well, yeah, we were out in the in the sticks a bit. Hardly anything. I think I saw one or two insects in the headlights. That was it. There used to be swarms. It was like it was raining, raining insects <laughs> back in the old days. It's all gone. And they mentioned that, funnily enough, they mentioned it on Spring Watch, you know, with Chris Packham and Michaela and uh, the others. I forget their names. I like watching Spring Watch. It's live from around the UK. They were up, where were they? Norfolk, Northern Ireland and Scotland, I think, this time. And they actually mentioned uh, the old days of insect all over the place. So it's not just me that remembers it. Oh, before I forget, thanks to Frank, Ray, Stan, Steve, Larry from uh, Florida. Yep, Larry from Florida for all various ideas. Someone mentioned teachers, uh, what they were like. I've done schools. It's difficult, isn't it, trying to think back. I've mentioned school, I've mentioned work, I've mentioned all sorts of things. But they can be done again with a, at a different angle. You know, look at uh, look at schools from a different angle, teachers' point of view and that sort of thing. So yeah, good stuff. I've got here written council. What does that mean? Did someone mention councils? Yeah, I could do a podcast about councils, couldn't I? <laughs> and probably get arrested. <laughs> our council. I don't know. It's not our local council that look after the roads. But uh, I think it's is it West Sussex County Council or highways or whatever. The potholes, honestly, the potholes we've got here now. I'm surprised that cars survive at all. It's not only potholes, it's rough bits of road. You know, you're driving along and the suspension and the shock absorbers and the rest of it, I don't know how it kind of holds together, to be honest. I don't know how it all holds together. It's ridiculous. It's like anything, isn't it? It's like a house or a, a car or whatever, the roads, unless they're maintained regularly, if you leave them, you're going to end up with so many problems, like a car. If you neglect it year in, year out, it ends up, it needs so much work doing to it, you might as well chuck it out and buy a new one. We've got a load of roadworks going on on the A259. Oh, you don't want to hear about that. A259 at East Preston, Angmering area. It's a single road. They're making it into um, dual carriageway, which is good, of course. The thing is also with hygiene, old people, uh, unlike us youngsters, <laughs> old people, they can't perhaps see too well, you know, as they age a bit and they clean up in the kitchen and they can't see that they've missed bits. You know, they clean up and it's not really clean and they don't like, in my experience anyway, they don't like someone coming around and saying, oh, your sink could do with a clean. Shall I do that for you? Because that makes them feel that they're not very good. You know, they're, they're too old to do it properly. They don't like that. They don't like help. A lot of people anyway. I think when I get old, if someone says, can I, can I clean your sink? I say, yeah, you can do the windows while you're about it. <laughs> and then you can vacuum the house. Yeah, get on with it. I, I wouldn't be proud or whatever. Now, I do understand that, though. I remember my old grandfather, when he ended up on his own, he tried to keep the place clean. And it, to be honest, it was filthy. It really was filthy. That's my dad's father. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they didn't live in Sutton. They lived a few miles along the coast here. But the place really was dirty. And of course, if it's left, it starts to smell. I remember the carpets. A friend of mine moved into a house. The carpets were nice. They weren't particularly old. But they were filthy. And he got this uh, carpet cleaning machine and the water was black 
honestly, it was, I don't know what they'd done to it. I think they must have walked in and out of the garden all the time or something like that. It had just ingrained you know, piles of mud in the carpet. The thing is with cleaning in the old days, you only basically had, well, bleach, I suppose, and uh, Ajax. Do you remember Ajax? Like a sort of powder, gritty sort of powder, abrasive, or Vim. The other one was Vim, wasn't it? And everything, and you had scouring pads a little bit. Do you remember Brillo pads? But you had sort of scouring pads and Vim and Ajax. And that's all you had to clean taps. And of course, it scratched surfaces. Baths were uh, enameled inside, uh, like white enamel. And all this stuff scratched the, the baths eventually. I remember when plastic baths came in. Plastic, are they? Or fiberglass, whatever. They weren't uh, the proper old baths. A friend of mine, his wife, they moved into a house and his wife, she, first thing she did, as you do, clean everywhere. And she scrubbed the bath with Ajax and it was a fiberglass type bath and it took all the shine off it. It was brown, this bath, and it ended up matte brown instead of shiny. She totally ruined it. You could see all over it, the <laughs> scratches. <laughs> but as she said, it's clean. It was true, at least it was clean. There just weren't the cleaning products in those days. Basically, you had hot water, uh, Ajax stuff, uh, metal scourers like Brillo pad. You didn't have all the, the chemical stuff they have these days, which is probably why there wasn't so much pollution and stuff in the rivers and seas. I mean, you think what people tip down the, the drain, the toilet, the drain, the sink drain, the basin, all that goes into the sewer. Think of all the chemicals that go into that. All the washing powders, the washing up liquid, all these chemicals for cleaning stuff. I don't know, I dread to think. I'm surprised that there are rats actually in the sewers. I know they're full of rats, but you'd think with all these chemicals that are chucked down there, they'd all be dead. Or perhaps they've all got uh, immune to it. You know, perhaps they're, <laughs> perhaps they're kind of radioactive rats and they can survive all this stuff. They probably glow in the dark. If you think back to, say, 1900, well, you can't think back, you weren't there. But if you were there, think back to that era. There was soap, was carbolic soap, wasn't there? I mean, there wasn't shampoo. You know, you had soap and you use that soap to do your washing in, wash your clothes, to wash yourself, to wash your hair. <laughs> Imagine if they thought, if you said, look, we've got shampoo here for greasy hair, shampoo for dry hair. Shampoo for blondes, shampoo for dark hair. <laughs> yeah, they'd be saying, why? What are you talking about? I've got a bar of soap here. I'll just use that. If they knew what we you know, if you could bring them forward in time and say, right, well, there's the shower. Shower? What's that? You know, I'm washing a metal tin by the cold fire <laughs> or outside in the winter in a tin bath. Quite a, a change from then. But as I said, I, I think we've gone over the top. With all this cleanliness, it's just got silly, hasn't it? And it's it's nice being clean. Obviously, I like to be clean. I was going to say everyone does, but not everyone. Some people, I saw a woman the other day, her hair, I don't think it had seen any shampoo for weeks. It was that greasy, kind of long rat tails, all grease. Oh, you could see it. You could see the grease shining in the light. She didn't have shiny hair. It was the grease shining. Isn't it awful? I shouldn't say that about people. I do... I do this people watching, is that what they call it? When the pubs were open, what I used to like doing a lot was uh, we'd go to the pub and sit in a corner somewhere, my wife and myself, and 
I'd say, look at it, look at this coming in now. God, look at the state of that. And look at that woman's hair. And look at that chap. Look, his trousers are too short. And I'd, <laughs> I'd do all this. And my wife would say, go, shut up. Do you have to keep on about people? But I, I don't know. It was just people watching. I mean, it wasn't all bad. Sometimes I'd say, cool, look at her. She's a bit of all right. <laughs> then I'd get a slapped hand. It must have been extremely difficult in the old days trying to keep, you know, to try to do the washing, keep the clothes clean, the bed clothes clean, the house clean. It must have been, well, it was, wasn't it? It was a full-time job. That's what that's what they did. It was a full-time job trying to keep clean. Of course, they, did they have disinfectant? When did that come in? I, I heard something the other day on a TV programme. Disinfectant came in to hospitals, which was a miracle, basically. It got rid of infections and stuff like that. Could you imagine a, a hospital with all the things that go on there, all the diseases that are around, and no disinfectant at all? It must have been, well, it was a nightmare, wasn't it? And people died. So once uh, Dettel came along, well, it wasn't Dettel, was it? But once disinfectant came along, that uh, was like a miracle thing. It changed everything, which is fantastic. Oh, we still got Dettol. We use Dettol. It's the same old bottles, isn't it? The same old label on them uh, as they used to have back when I was a child. Hospitals don't smell the same. Now, the last time I went into a hospital, it was only, what was that for? Oh, uh, I can't remember. It wasn't to do with me. I think I was there with, was it my wife? I can't remember. But they haven't got that smell. Do you remember, if you're old enough, do you remember in the 50s and 60s, hospitals would stink? I mean, it wasn't a bad smell. <laughs> the nurses didn't all have P.O. No, it was it was just that smell of disinfectant. Whereas now, presumably, they still use it, but it's a little bit more floral. Is that the word? Floral, <laughs> rather than stenchal. So there we are, hygiene, very important. But possibly we've been overdoing it a little bit with all the sprays and things. Do you remember the red telephone boxes? Of course you do, even if you live abroad. You all know the red telephone boxes in Britain. A man used to, <laughs> a man used to go around on his bike. I often saw him. He'd go around to each phone box. He had his round. He'd go around to every phone box and he had a bucket and a rag, a bucket of disinfected type water. And he'd clean out on the phone the mouthpiece and the earpiece and all the dial. He'd just wipe it all over with this disinfectant stuff. Because I suppose, I mean, think about that. Everyone using a public phone, because they did in those days, not everyone had a telephone at home. So they all go down the phone box. They're all spitting into the mouthpiece. Actually, this is a pretty disgusting podcast episode, isn't it, when you think about it? The more I look at my notes I've got here, the more I think, <laughs> should I have done this? Shouldn't I have chosen something nice, like wandering through the woods, picking bluebells? No, but uh, imagine everyone <laughs> spitting down the phone, a public phone. I don't know. Happy days. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't. I don't know why I laugh. It was awful, really, when you think back. Talking of uh, spitting, our old boss at the radio and TV workshop. He used to, whenever he spoke, he'd spray it. We used to say, "Say it, don't spray it." Not to his face, but you know, when he wasn't listening, he'd get very close to you when he was talking, and he'd just spray all, spit all, not not spit, but you know, this spray all over people. And you could see whoever he was talking to, they'd be stepping back. Then he would step forward to keep up with them. And and I, I don't know, I think it's, I don't know why that happens. Perhaps someone should have told him. 
<laughs> Talking of people that smell, as we were earlier, they say, and I don't believe this, they do say that if you stink, you don't know it yourself. Well, I can't believe that. I'll tell you what, if, I, if I've been doing a lot of heavy manual work, which thinking back, I don't think I've ever done in my life. No, seriously. And I hadn't put deodorant on. I do remember once, years ago, after a shower, I didn't put deodorant on. I forgot. And I was doing a lot of gardening and it was the summer. And after a couple of hours, I was thinking, what's that? What's that smell? Good grief, it's me. And it was, I could smell it. But they do say that you you don't smell your, your own smell. I can't believe that. I know another chap. Um, we helped him. I'll go back decades now. He was moving into a flat and we helped him. And uh, we both had a car and he was going to come in one of the cars to the new place. And I said, oh, oh go with so-and-so. And, he, and this friend of mine, he said, oh, go with Ray. And this chap, he ended up with me. <laughs> Good grief. I drove the windows. What a... Oh, anyway, we won't go on too much about that. But they do say you can't smell it yourself. So what about your wife, your partner? I mean, surely they must smell it. I mean, I'll tell you what. If I stank, my wife would say to me, good God, you stink, go and have a shower. <laughs> pubs in the old days, when we had pubs, you know, when they were proper pubs and not just sort of restaurant type places, proper pubs, they'd have a like a kitchen sink beneath the bar. And what the barmaid, can you say barmaid? <laughs> Dear, I know I'm always on about that. Bar person, sorry. When the bar person took a dirty glass, empty dirty glass, They'd stick it in the sink, give it a swish round, and then stick it on the rack upside down where it dried. Now, when you think about it, I, I, used, to, <laughs> I used to watch, and they'd put perhaps 20, 30, 40 glasses. The same, all had a bit of beer in them. So you ended up, you're rinsing them out, really, not in warm water with a bit of fairy liquid washing up stuff, but you're washing them in old beer, <laughs> warm water and old beer. That's the way it was. You know, then the glass washers came along, didn't they? And then they'd have a whole rack of them and stick them in the glass washer and it would boil them up to about three billion degrees, you know, melt the glass, then they're ready to be used again. But in the old days, I used to watch and they had a an old drying up cloth, you know, a, a tea towel. And sometimes I'd watch them while they're, they're chatting away to someone and they're taking these glasses, wiping each one on this filthy old tea towel that had been in use all evening or probably all week, if the truth were known, and then putting the glasses on the shelf ready to, to go back into use. And again, in the old days, when we all used to smoke, you'd pass a cigarette round. You know, perhaps you didn't have many fags left. Oh, sorry, not fags. <laughs> Here we go again. And you pass a cigarette round to people. So each person sticks it in their mouth, has a, a drag on this cigarette, then pass it to the next one. Not that I smoke joints, you understand. Well, once or twice. No, seriously, though, you're putting this same cigarette in everyone's mouth and passing it round. It's a, it's a wonder we didn't all kind of pass out with germs and die off. But this is the point, though, isn't it? We were used to germs. You do that these days. You're probably, you know, do you want to share my cigarette? Oh, I've killed him. Do you want a puff? Oh, now he's dead. <laughs> no, I don't know. On a more serious note, there were things like typhoid, weren't there? Typhoid was dreadful. Did that come from uh, being filthy? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, there were so many things. There was diphtheria, smallpox, a lot of stuff like that. Well, look at the plague going back to 1600 and whatever, the plague. You know, there were dreadful diseases around. 
So yeah, that's the other extreme, isn't it? You know, I'm saying, yeah, be a bit dirty, you know, have some germs. But that that is the other extreme where it just did kill hundreds, if not thousands of people. So I, th- I think we need to find the sort of happy medium, really. Of course, a, a lot of the problems were open drains, open sewers, you know, hundreds of years ago. They just had a, like a, a gully running down the middle of the street with, well, you name it, and it was floating in there uh, with all the filthy water. So, you know, no wonder there were diseases around. It's very different now. But of course, all our sewers, are they were built by the Victorians you know, well over 100 years ago, and they're still in use. All the brick sewers, you see various programs on telly uh, that where they do tours of sewers, <laughs> and they're still okay. All the brickwork is still intact. You know, they're still in use. It's quite amazing, really, when you think of what the Victorians did. It got to the stage where they had to do something. Basically, they were having disease everywhere. People were dying off. People had all sorts of dreadful things. And it was, well, lack of hygiene, wasn't it? Lack of sewers and and all that. It must have been quite amazing when it was all up and running and people could get rid of things without just chucking them in the street. That's why... You know, the, when you're walking on the road, the man is supposed to walk nearest the road and the lady on the inside. That's because they used to chuck things out of, <laughs> out of the upstairs windows out onto the street. You know, you take the bowl out from under the bed that you'd used in the night and you chuck it out the window. And of course, it would not land very close to the house. So that's where the lady walked. It would land on the gentleman who was walking near the curb. That's why they walked on the outside and people, well... I say they still do. I think these days it's all gone. Do people still open doors for ladies? I do. I have heard that uh, a chap got told off. He opened a door for a lady and she had a right go at him, which she obviously wasn't a lady. You know, don't open the door for me. What do you think? I'm incapable or whatever. Apparently she had a right go at him. I remember someone telling me about it. It was uh, someone uh, down the town here. They just opened a shop door, I think it was, for this lady and she had a right go at him. You think I'm stupid? I can't open the door for myself? Oh dear. How times have changed. I like the old days, the, the days of chivalry and all that. But uh, as you know, I'm old fashioned, very old fashioned. It was just nice. I don't know. It was just nice back then. In the 60s, okay, dungarees, some of them wore dungarees. A lot of girls wore jeans, but a lot of them dressed in a very feminine manner. I know I've gone on about this before. I'm always going on about this. I go around to see my mum once a week, every Saturday morning, uh, only for an hour, have a cup of tea and a chat. Yeah, we both go around to see her. And I'm always saying to her, do you remember this? And what was it like in the 40s? What was it like in the 30s? Um, you know, as far back, I can't remember when she was born. I should be able to work it out. She's 86. I'll get the, <laughs> I'll get the calculator out in a minute. So that's 2021 minus 86. I, I can't do, can you do mental arithmetic? I can't do that in my head. Well, I used to when I was young. No, actually, I'm lying. I didn't, I could never do it. The maths teacher at school, he, he said to me, look, stay after class just for 20 minutes. And I used to do that after the maths class because it was the end of the day class. And after, I don't know, after several days, he said to me, you just can't do it. He said, don't worry about it. You can't do it. He said, some people can't. They've got a blockage where numbers are concerned. And I have. I just couldn't do it. Remember that long division and all that nonsense? God, dear me, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do long division. I think he thought that it was 
because I was always reading comics or looking out of the window instead of listening to him. That's why he said, right, stay after class. and I'll help you, you know, one to one. But uh, then he realised, no, nothing to do with staring out of the window or comics. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I used to feel sorry for kids at school that were a bit smelly. You know, some of them came from very poor homes back in the 50s and some of them were a bit smelly and yeah, they'd get called names, flea bags and stuff. And I used to feel sorry for them. It wasn't their fault. Uh, well, no, it wasn't their fault, was it? Just the homes that they came from weren't too good. But um, there's no excuse these days. It was it my nephew? He said to me, there's no excuse. It doesn't cost anything, you know, to keep clean and not smell. <laughs> sm I remember him going on about that. This is year years ago, you know, years ago. Because uh, we, we bumped into someone, I forget, down the town or somewhere. And I, I said, what's that smell? And he said, it's that bloke there. He stinks. And off he went on one. There's no excuse for that. It doesn't cost any. <laughs> so I think these days, no, he's right. There is no excuse these days. I knew this girl back in the 70s. Oh, here we go again. Another girl, you say. Yeah, I don't know. There weren't that many. I, I've given the wrong impression. Anyway, I knew this girl. Lovely to look at. Lovely clothes. Always turned out well. Do you remember that expression? Turned out well. Lovely long blonde hair. She was beautiful. Really lovely girl. And I went out with her. And it was only after two or three times of going out with her, I thought, you know, she's a bit smelly, a bit whiffy. The first time, I thought, oh, she perhaps hasn't had a chance to have a bath. I mean, those days it was baths, not showers. You know, perhaps she's coming straight in from work or something. Uh, she was a teenager. And the second time I went out with her, I thought, well, she's a bit whiffy. What is that? Is it her or is it in the pub where we were? And the third time, when I got quite close to her, <laughs> uh, very close to her, she did smell. And it put me off. You know, we, we split up. Uh, such a shame because people said to me, oh, you know, what do you dump her for? She was lovely, really attractive girl. What a lovely person and all that. She was. It's just that she was whiffy. I, I suppose I should have said something. Should I? I don't know. Should I have said to her, look, you know, you're lovely and all that, but you, <laughs> but you stink. <laughs> no, oh, dear. No, you can't do that, can you? A girl of 18. Oh, you're beautiful. You're lovely. I really like you, but you stink. So I'm going to dump you. No, you can't say that to people. It's not nice. This chap in the pub, uh, you know the one I said in the nylon shirt? He used to <laughs> he used to stink. But he had a lovely girlfriend. Yeah, he got married and she was beautiful, really nice girl. She got married and everything. Well, she must have noticed. I don't know. Because even when they were married, <laughs> he, still, he still stank. So she couldn't have said anything. Perhaps she got used to it. What's that advert where you've got nose blind? Is it some? Is it Febreze or something? You know, where they spray the furniture and spray each other and spray the dog, spray the carpet, <laughs> spray everything in sight. Febreze. Yes, it is a, a siren, isn't it? Like an alarm going, burr, burr, burr. You've gone nose blind. I, I don't do nose blind. I can smell a stink at 100 yards, no problem. And my hearing is good. Although I'm 70 now, my hearing is very good. I'm pleased about that because... So you know how some people are loud? It hurts my ears. They're too loud, some people. And I can hear things at quite a distance. You know, my hearing is good for my age. My eyes aren't too bad. I have to wear glasses. But my sense of smell is profound. Is that the word? Heightened to a great extent. As I say, I can, I can smell an armpit at 100 yards. Actually, thinking about it, that's probably not a good thing. No, it's not profound sense of smell. It's a, is it acute? 
Oh, heightened anyway, you know what I mean. I can, I can smell things. I knew a chap once, uh, he used to go down the pub where I used to go, my local, and he couldn't smell anything. Because one evening someone, well, we won't go into that, but uh, he said, I, I said, can't you smell that? And he said, no, I, I've got no sense of smell. I thought he was joking, but he wasn't. He told me about it. I forget how he lost the sense. Something happened. Something was wrong with him. And afterwards, he couldn't smell anything. Isn't that with um, one of the COVID uh, symptoms where you, or you lose your sense of taste, don't you? But isn't it also smell as well? Or everything smells, as my son-in-law put it, well, I can't say that, but everything smells like beep. I'll put a beep in there. <laughs> yes, because he, um, he had COVID. And he's now, well, he's still got long COVID. I mean, this is going back a year. And he's now got long COVID, which is all a bit dodgy. But I think he's got his sense of smell back. Yeah, but this chap in the pub, he couldn't smell anything at all. And he said, you know, sometimes it's quite advantageous, is a good word. And he said, but other times it's a damn nuisance. Animals are clean, aren't they? You know, cats, they're always washing themselves. We've got a couple of rabbits they're always washing themselves, washing and preening each other. They're very clean. They never smell. Sometimes dogs smell, don't they, if they've been out in the rain. I mean, that's not that they're dirty. It's just that they've been out in the rain. But uh, animals are very... Apparently, pigs are clean. I, I heard someone saying on TV, although they <laughs> sort of grunt about in the mud, apparently they're very clean animals. I think most animals are clean. It's just uh, <laughs> some humans aren't. I don't know. Anyway, look, three quarters of an hour. Do you want me to waffle on any more or shall I shut up now and leave you in peace? Leave us in peace. I heard that. You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say, oh, no, don't stop. Keep going. We love listening to your boring, monotonous ramblings and rants. <clears throat> I'm getting a sore throat now, actually. I've been talking for hours. Well, 45 minutes. I have got a thing about washing my hands. I think someone said it's OCD. I don't think I'm OCD. If I the dustman bin, for example, so I'll bring the wheelie bin back up to where it's kept and I have to wash my hands. I suppose that's good because it's, you know, it's the dustman rubbish, isn't it? Any, anywhere I go, if I go to a public toilet, I have to wash my hands thoroughly and then I don't like opening the door because I've washed my hands and I've then got to open the door to come out of the toilet. So what I do, uh, I hope that it's a busy place. Someone else will come in and I can say, oh, after you. <laughs> they walk past me, leaving the door open or before it shuts. I put my foot in it and get out. Is that, uh, is that <laughs> do I need therapy, do you think? Do I need help? <laughs> I just don't like touching things. If uh, we have a delivery, a parcel turns up, I'll unpack it all, take out whatever's in it and then wash my hands because I've touched all the parcel. I suppose, is that OCD? No, it's not really. It's just uh, cleanliness, isn't it? What did they used to say? Cleanliness is next to godliness. So I'm not sure what that means. It's now, I said I'd get up early, didn't I? It's now, where are we? Quarter past four in the morning, Saturday morning, and I've opened the window. There's daylight, the sun's coming up. What a beautiful time of day. Honestly, what an absolutely fantastic time of day. If ever you're feeling a, a bit down with, you know, lockdown and the rest of it, just sit in the garden or if you haven't got a garden, open the window early in the morning. Have a listen to what's going on. Mother Nature and all her animals. 
quite therapeutic. I find it extremely relaxing, to be honest. Just listening to the birds is fantastic. If you've got uh, woods anywhere near you, if you're lucky enough to have a forest anywhere close by, then it's certainly worth taking a trip, you know, early morning. doesn't have to be quarter past four, you know, five o'clock will do, six o'clock will do. Go out into the woods, go out into the trees, listen to the birds. Absolutely fantastic. If you get stressed, I reckon that my forgetfulness was stress, you know. I've never suffered from stress in my life, or so I think. But uh, I think the other day, I, there's so much going on. You know, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, we're going here, we're going there. I was just getting so confused with everything. I think uh, my brain just switched off. And then I couldn't remember people's names. Well, I hope that's all it, all it was anyway. So just try and chill out if you can, just relax. And email me, that would be nice. Raiserants at protonmail.com Raiserants at protonmail.com um, I'm going off somewhere. I'm, going, I'm not going to tell you. I won't tell you until next week. Um, but I'll tell you all about that. It's, it's going to be quite good. I hope it's going to be really nice. And uh, I'm not going far, but I'm going to take my little portable recorder with me <laughs> just to annoy you. No, it won't annoy you. I promise I won't annoy you. Okay, raise rants at protonmail.com. Have a great week. I shall see you. I'm hoping to see you Wednesday. I'm not sure whether I'm popping out or not on Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Take care, look after yourselves, and I shall see you soon. Listen to the birds and relax.